Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your you love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WHUTs after further review. No, we haven't been... We've been gone for a little bit, for a couple of weeks, not in the studio. Had to tape in the home studio here as we go back at it cold outside. We've got some hot subjects coming up. and we got Frank Vaster on the phone line back here in the home studio. We're talking a little bit about Michigan sports, high school sports. It is back, baby. And it's actually warming up for the high school basketball season. And Frank, give us a little insight from uh, your perspective. Well... I'm honestly just happy that we're back in action. We got the announcement eight days ago on a Thursday that we had a green light. And we were we were actually at Bedford. We were supposed to be back to action on uh, this past Tuesday against Ann Arbor Skyline. But Ann Arbor School decided for whatever reason that they wanted to wait to get things going. And why that's the case, I'm not going to get into. But... So we ended up getting back into it at Monroe on Wednesday. And, you know, honestly, it was – it did feel a little bit different with not a lot of fans being there. It just seemed pretty quiet. And the whole having to wear the mask while playing, and it's something we got to get used to as well. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, from what I I pretty much do on a game day, keeping the book for the freshman JV teams, that was – pretty much about the best sense of normalcy that I had. And then during the varsity game, being on the bench, keeping the stats. So it's obviously great to be back. I know it's going to be kind of packed in with, I believe we've got 16 games in a six week stretch. And plus this, so we're going to have at least a couple of back to backs as well. And of course this week we had the old three games and four nights, kind of like what the NBA does, which I, I prefer it wasn't that way, but, you know, we just got to roll with it. Yeah, that is true. And and, and it is, like I said, it has been kind of difficult. Actually, the team I coached, we just did six games in seven days. And uh, like I said, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So the the, the preparation time, you got to pick and choose what teams you have to really prepare for because, I mean, it's just so much information. And and as I've said before on other shows, you know, you get used to where – at most, you have two games a week, you know, and usually they might be on it for girls Monday and Thursdays, for boys Tuesday and Friday. Sometimes you get that Friday Saturday action, but you know, usually the big games, most teams schedule them on the Thursday or Friday night. So you have throughout the week to actually prepare for the team at least two or three days to get a game plan together in preparation. But then it was like back to back to back to back, and it's just like you see different things and you. You got to really prepare on the fly. Personally, as I've said before, I don't really think that's great for the high school level because that's still development. In the NBA, they're professional players, so you know they've, they've hopefully they've seen a lot. Uh, so you can kind of. 
do things on the fly and you can change it up. But for high school, it, it was a difficult stretch. And not to mention, you know, you're going hard because it's a game. It's not like practice. And I'm not saying teams don't go hard in practice, but you know, a lot of times, especially when you get to this point in the season, you know, it's it's a lot more, you know, film, saving legs, you know, we're going over things, trying to get the the physical reps and the mental reps in. But when it comes to game time, it, it's live and you got to go. And it's just a different mindset when it's actual game playing and you got to go hard, basically 115% because you're trying to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of speaking to – pull back to back like this week we're having to play ipsy lincoln and at time taping tonight and they're a team that likes to to press the hell out of you uh, get in your face and and of course the next night we'll play dexter which likes to play a little bit more sagging man-to-man defense so it's two different it's two different styles that where it can really kind of throw kind of throw that monkey wrench in as to how you prepare <clears throat> excuse me but i think the one good thing is there's at least ways you can you can actually kind of scout with games being streamed now through social media platforms as you can get a look at what a team does and yeah it, it, you can i know college you can't do live scouting and you do the film but Film is cool, but you got to get a live scout in. You, you you can't judge how quick someone is or the, the actual physical presence of a player unless you do some live scouting. I, I would say that was this going to be one of the difficult things with this as well is that you, you know you're watching the film and then you get to the live scout and it's like oh they look faster than what they did on film. So whether while it is, I will say it's great to be able to have more resources to film so you can really dive into stuff. You, you, I still think, you know, live scouting is probably a really great route to go. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's just some, it's just something that we're going to end up having a role with because it's only limited to just us two fans per athlete and staff member. And that's all, that's all you can have in there. So nobody can go in there and live scout. At least I, I don't think anybody was at Monroe on Wednesday night live scouting. Us. No, no, no. Yeah. In, in, in before in years past, if you were a coaching staff, usually the conferences and some do and some don't have coaching passes where basically they give you a card, you show that card and you can get in the game and do the live scout if you wanted to. Uh, no, but a lot of teams aren't doing any type of live scouting at all. Uh, basically you're just going to have to watch off their either their YouTube page or if you have a huddle account, uh, if you know a coach that's playing common opponents, you can basically trade film with them. Yeah. But, I mean, as you mentioned, like the whole coaching pass is how it used to be when I was at Dundee. If we had a – we just have to say, oh, we're from Dundee, we're scouting. And that, that wasn't just for LCAA opponents. That also worked for – or any non-conference opponent, because I remember a couple years ago, I had to go get film on Morency, and they were playing out in Reading, Michigan, so I went in, I said at where I was from, and they're like, okay, just go on in. And so at least, at least yeah, some schools there's kind are of like that, that. Yeah. that gentleman's agreement Correct. that's in place. Correct. But I mean, as for, I mean, as for other sports that are back too, I know hockey's back, at the high school level, can I ask? I know how, they get, how's the schedule? How not to interrupt? I know all the, all the sports are going, but I did see a schedule from Bedford. It looks like are you guys playing all the way to April for basketball season? Uh, well the well the uh, 
postseason for Michigan high school basketball begins the week of March 23rd. And it's going to be girls and boys in the same week. I think I may have mentioned this on a previous show, but it's going to be girls districts will be that Monday, Wednesday, Friday of that week. Boys will be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, which I believe is what Ohio does for for boys. If I remember correctly, I know they don't do it the same week as girls, but so, and then the, the uh, state finals would be the second Saturday of April, if I remember correctly. They, and I'm not really sure if the what venue they're going to use, if the Breslin Center is going to be available, I would assume it is because Michigan State season will want to be over by that point. So that'll be, that's going to be something to watch, especially since the original plan was for both girls and boys to go back to Breslin because in years past, the girls were playing at, uh, at Calvin College in Grand Rapids. It's for their, po- for their semifinals and finals. But at least hopefully we can get them back to being in the same venue. Now, as for as for like other sports like hockey, I think they probably do. They already did three separate venues for D, for Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. As far as I know, wrestling that's going to be a little bit different because in years past they'd always have the team finals would be one weekend and all. And in Kalamazoo, and then the individual finals would be the following weekend at Ford Field. And now they're going to both be in the same week. I don't know if they're going to be all the same venue or if they're going to have to use different venues or not, because I know that wrestling draws pretty big crowds as I've gone to the last three team finals when I was at Dundee. So that's, and of course, the other thing too with wrestling is they're the only sport horde apart from swimming that does not have to wear masks because obviously that's hard enough to do but they will have to do the whole rapid covid test on the day of a meet and also that if you have a basketball player who for health reasons can't wear a mask then they have to take part in a rapid testing program as well also but we don't fortunately we don't have anybody doing that so at least we don't have to the athletic department doesn't have to spend extra money to get extra rapid tests, <clears throat> even though I think these rapid tests are something similar to what I've had to take at my place of employment, which you just go and they put the swab like one inch up both nostrils and quick and painless. How many tests have you taken? Do you have to take them at Amazon too? Um, well, it's not required for us to take. It's optional and plus it's free. So I figured, you know what, why not take advantage of it? And I mean, I, you can get tested every two weeks. I just had my third. I mean, from all the all the tests I've gotten back, have been negative for good measure. So, oh, okay, good. Mm, well, uh, what what's what, what's your schedule like the next couple of weeks? Is it kind of like brutal, like mine, six games in seven days? <laughs> well, um, funny you should say that. If I have our schedule in front of us, I know next week we play at Ypsilanti on Tuesday, and then we've got another back-to-back on a Friday and Saturday, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, at least for both that we're at home. We'll be home against Celine that Friday, okay, which that's a big rivalry game. And then we're home against Pinckney that Saturday. And then after that, that we play, looks like we play all three Ann Arbor schools. I think the, the game against Skyline that got 
that got scrubbed on February 9th is been rescheduled to the 27th, according to to the uh, school website. So it'll be at Ann Arbor here on the 23rd, home against Pioneer on the 26th, and then at Skyline on that Saturday, the 27th. Have any more, at least won't have any more back-to-back games, that is, pending any other cancellations, whether it be a team that has a positive test or have old mother nature not cooperating because I've seen many many occasions where snow comes in, they cancel games, and you got to find a spot to reschedule it. And more often than not, you're playing on back-to-back nights. Ooh, wow, that's that, that 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 that's a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, it's pretty much all. It's pretty much con- it's pretty much conference only games for us. I mean, the only I think the only teams that are not in the SEC red that we're playing are well, Dexter's in the white division and also Pinckney is and I think one of I want to say one of the Ypsilanti schools is is which that was a that's just a crossover for us so we'll just see how we'll see how it goes I mean we've got some there's some uh, other interesting games too I know Ypsilanti I don't know if you remember the name Charles Ramsey Used to coach at Eastern Michigan. He's now the head coach at Ipsy. Yeah, yeah, he sounds. Before was he before Murphy? Yeah, yeah, he yeah he was the coach at EMU before Rob Murphy took over. That's what I thought. And then, I'm, and that's and where that's where Imani Bates used to go too. I mean, this the no, he went out. to Lincoln. Lincoln, that's right, that's right. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Ypsilanti Community, which is the Grizzlies, which. That was where uh, I believe it was Jalen Johnson played his high school ball. He went on to play at Louisville for Rick Pitino. And then there's Lincoln, which is where Imani Bates was until he went to Ipsy Prep. And he took, I think he took at least one or two other guys with him. But Lincoln, I know, still has a couple of really good players. Uh, I was telling you before we came on, Braylon Green, who is a very good sophomore guard, who's got three Division One offers and a uh, Keon Henderson, who is the 23rd ranked player in the class of 2021, according to the D zone, he just got an offer from the university of Denver. So it's going to be, so, I mean, at least we're, we're running into some pretty talented teams. I mean, even our win against Monroe last night, they've got, they've got some nice pieces there as well with uh, Xander Middleton and who's a junior. I think he's a very good ball player. And also Andrew McCarthy, who's a, I believe he's a junior. He's a really good shooter. And then Dexter's got the uh, Parachek brothers. One of them has gotten offered by Kentucky to go play football at. So <laughs> there's a, there's no short. This is why I say the, the SEC Red is the toughest basketball conference in the state of Michigan because you're going to run into so you're going to run into a legitimate talent on a regular basis. Mm. No, man, that's nice. And like I said, you got a game to well, the taping of the show on a Friday night and on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean the the interesting thing about Saturday is that uh, it's going to be a busy day at at, at, at the Corral because the girls' team actually plays Chelsea that day. And an uh, interesting fact about them is they are coached by former NFL tight end Tony Scheffler, who played his high school football and basketball at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that, I'm, ho- I'm hoping I can see that one because Chelsea's always had a strong girls' basketball program. And then I want to see how Bedford does against them because I know I know that uh, Bill Ryan is 
got another good team on his hands this year. They ended up getting the win on you know, Wednesday night against Monroe. They will play Lincoln at the Corral tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something I'd be interested to see. I've, I've told, I've, I've talked to, I've talked to Bill in between practices and he says hi to me. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'd like to at least catch the girls in action one time. Cause I just see how good you are in person. It was when you guys get to play at the corral. Uh, that will be on Saturday because mm. what, what it'll be is the uh, the JV girls will play Chelsea at noon. Varsity will play at about one thirty, and then after that, freshman boys will play at four o'clock. JV will be at five thirty, and then varsity will be at seven. Mm. So five five games at the corral in one day. Wow, at the, that's really corralling up the games. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's real. I mean, if we, I mean, I mean, if we could have fans there, we could pretty much dub it as the as a Saturday showcase, because at least we get the get a matinee for both the JV and varsity girls, and mm-hmm. then you get to see all three boys teams in action as well. Also, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting for us. Yeah, like I said, wish you the wish you the best of luck on that one. Anything else? Um, I mean, that that's pretty much it for high school sports being back. I mean, I provide some more updates on how we do who when we're, when we're back on in later weeks and probably some other teams are around the area too. I should mention, uh, give a quick shout out to, uh, Blissfield's Ty Wyman. He dropped 37 points on Hudson the other night in a win and they're two and oh on the year. They, and they, they beat Hillsdale eighty to thirty seven in their first game. They just opened what? up the stand. They beat Hillsdale what? Eighty to thirty seven. Which that that was honestly a shock for me because I mean, from being honest, I have Dundee, I know how much of a well coached team that Hillsdale is is with, under Brad Felix and I know they I know he doesn't have a lot he hasn't had a lot of talent the last few years, but I it is rare to see Hillsdale getting blown out of the water like that. Yeah, that that is kind of strange. But still, though, I mean, eighty to thirty-seven. I mean, that's wow. That's that's a, that's a good forty piece. Yeah, and then they Blissfield ended up beating Hudson uh, pretty bad last night too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mentioned Ty Wyman dropped thirty-seven points in that game. Wow. Hey, man, I know that I. Ida, my alma mater, coached by a good friend of the show, Jared Jansen. Mm-hmm. How do he's you sitting do? at one he's sitting at one and one on the year. Oh, he got two games Colum- in. Yeah, he put yeah, they played on a Tuesday night at Columbia Central. They beat them and then they kind of laid an egg against Onstead on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. They um, they lost they played well defensively, but they just seemingly couldn't hit water. They were standing on a boat dock in the middle of the lake. They mm-hmm. lost fifty to twenty-eight. Wow! But, but you know, it's it's one of those games. I think you just have to burn the tape and move on from it. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of it. It, it kind of did like that here in Ohio too, where you, you're going to see a lot of games that are going to be lopsided. Um, just just coming off the quarantine, there's some team teams that probably able to keep in shape and be able to work out just a little bit then there was others that did probably virtual stuff and there was some that just didn't do anything so at so early on 
you're probably going to see some competitive disadvantages and some really lopsided scores. But as long as everyone kind of comes, if, if, if no other things happen and you're just playing through the season, you'll see that competitive gap maybe start to shrink a little bit. And then you'll see some normalcy where it'll be some good basketball. That's why I said it's going to be real tricky with the state basketball tournament this year, I think, with, bas- with boys and girls. Because yeah. there's some teams that got in their 22 games. There's some teams that got close to maybe 15, 16. And there's some that got five or six. But they're still all going to be competing in the tournament. And there's going to be some teams that obviously the wear of the season might kind of hurt them in the tournament. There's some teams that not playing enough might hurt them. And then there's some that play just enough. And you think, well, the record is deceiving. And then the team, it clicks. You know, sometimes it happens in the basketball season. It clicks, and next thing you know, they're going on a roll in the tournament. And you're thinking, well, they came into the tournament with a losing record. But what was their record? If they only played 12, 13 games, and they came in with a 4-9 and nine or 5-8 and eight record, but they were really just starting to get to play and understand things and get the chemistry together, this could be interesting. So, like I said, I almost think that there's a few teams you know that are dominant in the district or whatever in their region of their tournament. But there's going to be a lot of dark horses, I believe, this year. Yeah, I, d- I definitely believe that, too. And it really depends uh, on like who's all in, in your district. I know in our district, we have uh, we have Monroe, who's in our conference. And then we also have Woodhaven, Gibraltar Carlson, and Trenton, from, who are all in the Downriver League. And... You and I would say that that our regular season schedule is a lot tougher than what we could face in our district. And you know, I think having that tough schedule always prepares you you for postseason and play. And I guess my philosophy is I'd rather be playing playing one of the toughest schedules in the state, and then you get into a district where the competition is a step back, and then you're a lot more prepared to go through, and then you end up coming home with the hardware. Yeah, that is true. It's like I said, it, that that'll that'll be an interesting one to see. Yeah, it will be. So, I mean, that'll pre- that'll pretty much do it for our high school sports chat this week. So, what do you, do you think that you can guys go unscathed, or will there be bumps in the road? Like, is there a plan if a team needs to quarantine? Because I mean, that's happened up here. There's actually a couple teams that are not going to compete in the state tournament because. This is their third, fourth time going into quarantining, and they 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 ended up getting into quarantine right until bumping up against the tournament. Some said, "We know what we concede our season; it's over." Then there's some people that actually had to forfeit. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that will be the case if you get a team that has positive tests. And I know we saw that in football. There were teams that had to back out and forfeit. And then we also saw it, unfortunately, with uh, our volleyball team, team at Bedford. They were getting ready to play in a regional hall, and unfortunately, they had somebody test positive, and that was that right there. I mean, it, it stinks that we have to resort to that, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and that, that, like you said, I, that, does, that does stink. It, it just, it, it just not, it's not fun. Absolutely. Hey, so right, well, I mean, like, like I said, hopefully I'll have uh, I'll have plenty more throughout the season as to 
how the teams are doing and uh, I think not just at Bedford, but also from the rest of the rest of uh, Monroe and possibly Wenaway County as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like I said, our, as our season is, this is like I said, it's going to be weird because as this, as our season is winding down, your season is just starting up. Yeah, it is. So, still DJing? Um, still bumping some tunes at practice. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna be able. To, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to do it at games or not because because Jordan needs me on the bench doing the iPad and stuff, keeping oh, stats. So, okay. but you know, hopefully we can. Hopefully, I can at least make some suggestions. Oh, all for the the tunes, huh? Oh, not yeah, this now, now. You're not playing the same songs over and over, are you? Uh, no, I, I I try and mix it up a little bit. Oh, okay, because then I heard that you play the same songs over and over, and then you told some of the players that I like Hennessy. <laughs> let me guess, you talk. Let me guess, you talk to uh, so- someone who you and I both know very well. Yes, uh, I w- I won't mention this person's name on the air because I will. I'm keeping this person anonymous to protect the innocent. Okay. Is that true, though? I mean, look, there's been conversations about what you and I have talked about on the show, and I just told the audience you can go back and listen to it, and you'll find out for yourself. Oh, but no, but someone said that you slipped and said that, you know what, Derek likes Hennessy. Oh, I think, I think that, that, how that got brought up, we may have been talking about uh, the J.R. Smith hit the Henny before game you had the regulation game one of the NBA finals one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about how you like to, you've kind of made a bit out of Tennessee and all the, this, that, and the other. <laughs> was that you or the other coaches or. I think I was, I think I was talking with a couple of our, our players after practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were just like, did they ask what is Hennessy? Cause you know, we no, they, they did not. I think, I guess they either knew or they probably looked up on their own time. Let's uh, leave it at that. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I, don't, I know that, you know, I've, like we've mentioned before on this show, that um, some bars actually don't offer Hennessy. Some do, some don't. Yeah, but to each their own. That, that, that is true, Frank. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, what do we have, Frank? We'll have your power play. Yep, I'll have my power play, some news around the NHL, well, and also a certain player who had a J.R. Smith-esque moment. Really? Uh-oh, this will be interesting. Is this, yeah. is, this, is this a good story? A J.R. Uh, moment in hockey? Is that even possible? Well, uh, stay tuned. Okay, good teaser there, Frank. You listen to 88.3 WHT's. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Coming up next, we'll get into Frank's Power Play. We'll be back after this.